and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. and this is Labors in the Harvest podcast. I want to thank you for being with us today. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, it's a joy for us to have you join us today on our podcast. And uh, I'm excited because today I'm starting a, a new segment, a new conversation with another friend, a person that's been a part of my life for a, a good while. And uh, we've not had a lot of time to spend together, but uh, we've known each other from a distance and I sure have admired my guest and uh, the life that he lives and the integrity of his ministry. And I just happened to be in Tampa, Florida this week and actually preaching a a, uh, Faith Promise Missions Conference at the Southside Baptist Church here in Tampa where the pastor is Brother Kerry Nance. And Brother Nance is my guest. And so we want to welcome him to uh, Labors in the Harvest podcast. Brother Nance, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Well, it's an honor to be here and uh, appreciate um, you and uh, obviously um, uh, growing up, I've heard much about the Cleveland Baptist Church and what God's done there and their great heart for missions. And so um, appreciate your ministry from afar and uh, glad that we can connect. Yeah, well, it's a blessing for sure. So as I shared with you, this this podcast is really a conversation between friends about life and ministry. And uh, we specifically want to talk about the fact that um, obviously there's a journey that we go on Nobody is just gets to a place. There's a, a journey that God takes us on to get us there. So we're going to just kind of walk through your life a little bit. If you'll just take some time and be as transparent as you feel like you can be with the folks as they uh, listen in as we have this conversation together. So let's begin with what God's doing right now at the Southside Baptist uh, Church here in Tampa. And uh, how, how is the COVID situation? Where are you in that whole recovery aspect? Um, I think we're doing uh, pretty well. Uh, We've actually had a great summer um, in the midst of that, and we actually had a little bit of an outbreak in the summer, uh, right in June, but we had a couple of camp weeks, and although the camps were down a little bit with COVID, um, it just seemed like the hearts were very tender, and um, we had... Um, I think 36 saved one week of camp, wow. and uh, and that was just exciting. And Brother Dean Herring preached for oh, us. Yeah. I know you know Brother sure. Herring, and uh, just a, just the moving of the Lord. And I just sense that the the teens were um, just just I don't know how to explain it, but just there was a unique spirit of the Lord there. But uh, it's been you know kind of getting back into season. I think with everybody. Um, and we've still had different people. I think this week we have two families that are out with COVID, so wow. it's still still kind of a lingering thing that's there, but um, on the other side, you know, we just praise the Lord for what he's been doing. So uh, were you able to do camp last year? Or was it, no, yeah. we, we pretty much shut down all yeah. of our yeah. activities sure. last year, mm-hmm. and um, we... Um, 
uh, kind of got back into services um, and didn't do any Sunday school. I don't think we started Sunday school till the late fall. Okay. And, and I think that hurt us. Where yeah. I think we're still recovering, trying to get people back into that mindset mm-hmm. of going to Sunday school. We shut our buses down and uh, kind of felt like, you know, a lot of things were online and then just trying to get things restarted. And then we had a, in the middle of that, we kind of got things, I think, really kind of kicked off in September, August, and then we had an outbreak. We had about 75 people that had it wow. in our church. Wow. So, you know, then in October and November, we, we shut down for about three weeks of service just because we had so many. Mm-hmm. And then that was kind of like another setback. Yeah. So, um, so it's been an unusual year. And um, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, there's some people I, I, I'm hoping they'll get back into the routine of church, but I, I don't know if they will. But then there's been other people that, um, have come. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think some of this, you know, it works both ways. There's some people that are like, man, we need to, you know, they, they, uh, kind of see this as a need to get closer to God. And so, you know, we're thankful for some of those families that, that have done that. Um, and then I would also say that we've, we've had a couple of families that have moved here from like New York Mm -hmm. and, uh, Washington and uh, just areas that have been very closed down and harsh, and so they they've moved down here for that. Well, of course, Florida is uh, one of those places where people are moving to uh, because of the governor and because of the openness and those type of things. And so that's in some respects a blessing, although it's it's difficult no matter where you go. Um, so I think in our conversation, you share with me you're like in your 18th year now as the pastor of this church. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. we we started in 2003. Okay, we're going to go back and talk about that in a little bit, but I just want our folks to know that you're just this is not something that's just a, a new ministry for you. You've been here for a while. So let's go back and talk a little bit about your younger years. Can you share a little bit about growing up in your parents' home? And I, I we and I have talked. You grew up in a preacher's home, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about what that was like as a kid growing up, and from your earliest rest, recollections and and all that those type of things. Uh, you know, my dad got saved, and I, I would say that my dad was a first-generation Christian. Mm-hmm. Super thankful for that. Yeah. And uh, um, somebody invited him to church uh, at a grocery store where he worked, and uh, he went to Central Baptist in Winter Haven and really heard the gospel for kind of the first time at 19, got saved, and then shortly after that went off to Bible college. So he went to Bible college, was in ministry, and really didn't know what a Christian home looked like, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of a first generation there. And I'm thankful for that. And so my dad uh, really was a kind of a church planner. And so came to Florida, and um, in the early 70s, he was um, uh, on staff with uh, Brother Mickey Carter in oh, Haines yeah. City. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and uh, really my my family was involved uh, with Brother Carter. My grandpa was, um, on my mom's side, was a deacon there in the church. And so um, uh, that's that was the sending church. And so they came to Brandon in 74, um, maybe 75. And so my dad, uh, his last church was in Brandon. He was there at Grace Baptist Temple for like 36 years. Wow, so long, and, long time pastor. Did he start that church? He did. Okay. So you grew up in a, a church planning family, and um, so how old were you when your dad started, or this church, or were you at that? Yeah, I was about four years of age, okay. right. and so um, and dad, uh, man, he he started anything and everything. Uh, it, you know, we 
uh, our longest stay, I mean, we used the bank. We used a house. Um, I remember baptismals in a swimming pool. I was actually <laughs> baptized in the Alify River. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'd have a baptism like every three months, and mm -hmm. we'd go wherever we could find water. Mm -hmm. And um, so our longest stay was at a civic center. Mm -hmm. And so um, it took him a long time to buy land. Dad bought like six acres of land on a place called John Moore Road on the south part of Brandon. And then it took him another two years to raise money. And so mm -hmm. my, my dad, uh, back then, it, there wasn't a mindset of raising money. Mm -hmm. You went and got a job. Right. And so, you know, uh, I appreciate my dad's spirit. Mm -hmm. So um, he worked, you know, a lot of night jobs mm -hmm. so he could pastor in a day. Wow. And I can, I can honestly say this. I remember, you know, when offerings weren't well, um, he would work extra shifts to pay the mortgage wow. on the property. Wow. And so he really invested and uh, yeah. sacrificed in that ministry there and in that church. So. so growing up in a family like that, where your dad was obviously very, very uh, much engaged, not just in working a job, and now he's pastoring a church, preparing messages and pastoring a people. Yeah. Um, did it, it doesn't seem to have any type of negative effect on you because we hear sometimes people having kind of this backlash, well, my parents didn't have time, my, they were so busy in ministry. W what kept you engaged? What, what kept you involved? You know, I, I would say that it was a family ordeal, and um, you know, we we all had our parts. Uh, when we would when we used to meet at the civic center, we would get at the civic center at six o'clock, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, my job was cleaning the bathrooms, and I was probably six o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning, yeah, on yeah. Sunday morning, <laughs> yeah, because we only got it for one day. Okay, so we had to get there, clean right. it, set mm -hmm. up chairs. And it was kind of like church in a church in a van. Yeah. I mean, we brought our songbooks, right. mm -hmm. and um, you know, he he, uh, you know, they had a closet where they would let him stash, you know, things. So mm -hmm. he had a wooden pulpit that he'd pull out, mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 with that, you know, um, you know, my older brother and I, we would kind of, um, you know, do the the special music and. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, when, when you're a church planner, you, your kids get used a lot. Right. So I was leading singing at 13, wow. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, led the singing all the way up till I went to college. Wow. And um, so, you know, that, and, and then I would lead singing. I'd go over and work in the children's church ministry. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's maybe, you know, 20 kids there at the beginning and mm -hmm. then it would grow. Yeah. And, and then all of us were on bus routes and things like that. So, so. it's just you and your brother. Was there? Do you have other siblings? Yeah, I've got. Uh, there's there's four of us, and mm -hmm. so I've got an older brother, and then I've got an uh, older sister and a younger sister, okay. and all of them were were involved okay. in, in ministry. Okay. So, all right. and that church that he's planted is it's still in existence? Today. It is. Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, they just uh, sold that property and relocated to just a. Uh, another portion, but they're still there and they're doing well. And wow, praise the Lord. And so they're, I would say, man, they're probably, um, I'd say, forty-five years old now. Wow. You know. Well, you have the privilege of pastoring your dad. Yeah. He's you and his, you and your, uh, he and your mom are part of this church family, and of course, been a part of the meeting this week. And he's got just such a wonderful spirit. It's, yeah, it's he a does. Blessing, yeah. And he loves preachers. He yeah. loves. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you this. Um, We'd go to fellowship meetings, mm -hmm. and I'd watch my dad mm -hmm. take like two hundred bucks, mm -hmm. two hundred fifty dollars. Wow. And when they would dismiss pastors, you know, for like a break mm -hmm. or something like that, he'd he'd tuck money mm -hmm. in their Bibles. Wow. You know. Wow. And uh, I grew up watching that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, you know, he's he's a real man of God. Yeah. So I I'm I'm thankful for the heritage. I'm thankful for watching his sacrifice, uh, yeah, you know, and he, 
he he just held up missionaries and church planters in such esteem mm. and um so you know you 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 pick that up you mm. know i think and yeah. so it was a blessing so how how long did your dad have to pastor that church before it was able to support him full time you know i would say they probably went um I, I, I would say it was hard to say because, you know, my dad's mindset, and I think this may be old school, but my dad's mindset was uh, church first, pastor second. Mm. And so um, he pretty much worked until they got property and building. Wow. Mm. So they didn't support him until after the building and church wow. was there. Mm. And so that that was his mindset. So I, I can remember on a Matter of fact, I'll tell you the, the truth. So when I was 13, the, there was a church fire, and most of the church burnt down. Wow. And my dad had preached that whole Sunday, and then he went to the airport. He was a janitor, janitor mm. supervisor by then. Mm. And so they called him at about 2 in the morning. He got off work, and he drove from Tampa International Airport back to the church that he had just preached at mm. all day. Mm. And uh, we watched the fire trucks put the fire out. And mm. so every Saturday from then, I mean, you know, it was like rebuilding it again, wow. and uh, but but that was his mindset. So I would say it took, uh, you know, maybe eight years plugging away at it, and uh, until he was fully supported. Okay. You know, well, I'm sure those are precious memories in many respects. I'm sure there were moments in which you know it's like it's, but when you look back on it, it's like wow, look what God did through yeah. those years. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your own salvation. How old were you, and where uh, how, where did your salvation take place? Um, I got saved uh, when I was about four years of age, and um, there at Haines City um, uh, under the ministry of Brother Carter, and it was my grandfather that led me to the Lord. Really? Yeah. So was that so, during a church service? Or? It was. It was okay. on a Sunday night. Okay. So I went forward, and mm-hmm. you know, my my grandfather came up and mm-hmm. prayed with me, and mm-hmm. and I received Christ then. Yeah, praise so. the Lord. And then, as far as like your call to ministry, how old were you when God? You've sensed God calling you to ministry. You know, I think I think there would be two areas. I th- I think one time I was probably about seven or eight. Um, I can't. I don't know the exact age, but I just remember my dad preaching. Um, we were in the civic center, and um, they had a kitchen area, and I just went in there, and I just remember just being torn up and just under conviction, and uh, my dad just kind of going through some questions and wanting to know what was wrong with my life mm-hmm. and why I was so, you know, upset. And, you know, he asked me if there was sin in my life or if I had done something and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I just remember him saying, do you feel like God's trying to speak to you about serving mm-hmm. him, giving your life to him? And I just remember kind of like when he said that, kind of the Holy Spirit just touching my heart. Almost like a Samuel moment, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And then I, I, I uh, when I was in when I was in high school, um, I went to a Christian school on the other side of town, and they had a youth pastor there. His name was Morse Gleiser, and uh, Brother Gleiser was very instrumental in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a school retreat, and uh, Brother Gleiser had preached, um, I think it was probably about a Tuesday or Wednesday night, he had preached a message, and uh, God was uh, very... Um, very real that night in my life and just uh it was it was kind of a a moment a night of brokenness for me and I just knew um I just I just kind of knew in my life I didn't know what I would do but I just knew it'd be full-time service Mm. and I think I kind of had a you know I, I don't know that there was any bitterness to this but I I would say that church planning 
had always been a resistant to me because mm-hmm. I'd seen my dad right. and I'd seen the struggles. I'd seen the struggles. I'd seen the, I'd seen families come in and families go. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get, you know, when you see a good family that comes in and they're used to a youth group and they're right. used to a, you know, padded pews and mm-hmm. church buildings and a nursery and they come into a civic center and mm-hmm. there's 40 people in there and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and you're, you know, you're, you're raising money to buy property and, you know, there, there can be an air of excitement, yeah. but, but you've got to have people that'll stay with you for a couple of right. years through sure. that. And yeah. so we watched a lot of people come and go mm-hmm. and heartbreak and disappointment with that. And so in my mind, you know, I was going to serve God, but uh, it was going to be on my terms uh-huh. and uh, it was going to be a, you know, it was going to be a, a church that could take care of us uh-huh. and, uh, you know, work in a second. And, and a lot of that stuff, God had to break and right. had to humble and sure. had to remove, yeah. you know. Well, it's, it's amazing how God does work in our lives because, you know, things that we would never envision that we would do, we yeah. end up doing. And, and I don't think God laughs at us, but it's like, it's like he just says, you have no idea, son. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and I will tell you this, just, you know, I may be getting ahead, but I, I you know, I just remember thinking in my mind, I'll do anything but plan a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and 18 years ago, that's exactly what we did, you know. Right. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. it was yeah, it's, it's a blessing. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up the, today's uh, segment of our podcast. We want to thank our listeners for joining us. And we hope that you'll come back next week as we have our pick up the second part of this conversation. Brother Nance, I want to say thank you for taking time again to be with us. And it's been a joy to be with you guys this week in your, your Faith Promise Missions Conference. And we're recording this on Saturday, and tomorrow is the final day of the conference. And I know by the time folks listen to this, it'll already be passed. But you do need to pray for pastors. Uh, if you're not a, a pastor of a church, we want to encourage you to pray for your pastor. Uh, sometimes you have no idea what he's dealing with. The burdens this last 18 months or so in ministry has been very difficult for many folks, not only for folks who attend a church, but specifically for those who lead churches and serve churches. It's It's been a hard time. So once again, we thank you listeners for being a part of this. And we hope that you'll come back next week and get the second part of our conversation. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. Thank you.